your goal is still in reach. You know, there's teams, and again, I, I use football. There's teams that start off two and five. Media, oh, they're no good. Mm-hmm. They go on a winning streak, and next thing you know, they're playing in the Super Bowl. So you never give up on just because, you know, it wasn't going the way you thought it should go. Mm-hmm. Never goes away. Hi, this is Joshua Spodek, and this is Leadership in the Environment. You're not the only one who cares about your impact enough to act. You're part of a global community undeterred by people saying, if others don't change first, then what I do doesn't matter, and other excuses. We've read the science. We can do this. This show is about personal responsibility, acting, and improving your life by your values. As guest after guest says, the challenge was hard, but thank you for getting me to do it. I wish I'd done it earlier. Listen on for leaders to inspire you, hear their struggles, and then act. Go to joshuaspodick.com slash podcast to commit to a public, personal challenge of your own. You're not alone, and you don't have to wait for others. Marquise's wisdom is far beyond his years. You can't hear this in the audio, but I met him at a draft party, an NFL draft party. At this party were the Vince Lombardi trophies from the New England Patriots. They showed videos of him with this brilliant open field tackle in the Super Bowl. So Marquise was a star in this situation. He could have been however he wanted to, and he was as humble as can be in our conversation. As a New England Patriots player, he demonstrates again how athletes and leaders think so much in terms of teams, personal development, and commitment to achieving goals, the same aspirations that drive leaders to be great. And the reason I titled this episode, You Learn Leadership Wrong, is that I work with a lot of students and clients who have learned leadership through traditional education And they do not get what Marquise shares. So listen in as he shares what it means to go from being the guy that nobody knows on a team that didn't really have much of a future to making a critical open field tackle as part of the Super Bowl team and making all the highlight reels. So without further ado, here's Marquise. Hello, welcome to the Leadership in the Environment podcast. This is Joshua Spodek. I'm here with Marquise Flowers of the New England Patriots. And we're here at a draft party. I'm up outside of Boston. So if you hear background noise, that's because we're at a real thing. How are you doing, Marquise? I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm just excited for this opportunity. And, you know, I was telling you before that one of the things that I find that I think a lot of people in leadership, especially in business leadership, I think they learn leadership through life, through like they think it's just life brings them stuff or they learn stuff in school. And I think that athletes learn leadership in a much more visceral way. And I want to get a picture from you about your experiences that are relevant, hopefully to help other people learn what you have too, maybe without getting hit so much. (laughs) I guess you would do the hitting. Right. Absolutely. But like you said, getting hit so much, same thing. But through this game of football, I've learned a lot. I learned a lot from playing it from an early age. It's honestly taught me leadership. It taught me discipline, respect and authority, you name it. I mean, sports teaches you a lot. And um, staying out of trouble is just the the little things. And, you know, being a leader, you know, you kind of learn. And you learn from other players. Everyone's a leader in this world. Let me start with that. You know, and there's different kind of leaders, from being a father to being a big brother to an older sibling. Just there's all kind of different leaders in this world. And I think on the football you become a leader just by what you do. There's different kind of leaders. There's vocal leaders, and there's guys that lead by example. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the guys like, you know, Tom Brady might be a vocal leader. Then there's guys like Dante Hightower that could be a vocal leader, or he could lead by example, which basically means, you know, 
I'm gonna do the things right. I'm not gonna really be vocal, I'm gonna do everything right. And then everybody else is gonna say, look at him, how he's doing it. Let me do something like him. So, you know, there's lean by example. There's all kinds of different types of leadership. So a lot of people think you're either born with it or you're not. But I hear you say, you said learn a lot. So like football brought it to you. How have you learned leadership? I mean, okay, people couldn't see this because it's audio only. But when I said people think you'd be born leader, you're like, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. What I read was no way. No. Did you, had you not gotten into football, could you have been not a leader? Could you have not learned what you learned if life had treated Um, you different? It definitely could be in a different path. Definitely. Life would definitely have been different. I'm fortunate to be able to play this game that I love and play it for so long. But just being a leader, like, there's different kind of leaders. Um, And I don't think everyone is born right away and say, yo, this guy's a leader. I don't think you could say that, right, when someone's born, like, this guy's a leader. I think he learns, like, the. If I'm, I'm thinking on top of my head, some of the greatest leaders of in the sports, so like the Peyton Mans and the Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. guys like that, I mean, this is learned through years. You could tell, you know, this is learned through years. This is learned through adversity. This is learned through tough days, tough days. You know, things wasn't going right, fighting through it. And this is learned. That, and, and that's what makes the great leaders in this game is when you're a guy who's been through a lot, who's lost games, who's been through injuries, who's been through adversity, and yet he still rises. That's the guy that you're sitting there like, okay, like that's that's the ultimate leader right now. But again, like I just said, if I wasn't playing football, there's different kind of leaders. I have a son, you know, I had a son in college. He now has two younger sisters, you know, and I kind of tell him, you know, he's six right now, but I kind of tell him he doesn't realize it. But, you know, he's a leader to his younger sisters. They're going to look up to him. You know, I was the youngest child, so I had an older sister. But when you're the oldest, they look up to you. I'm a father. I'm a leader to him. He looks up to me. So there's different kind of leaders in, in everything that we do. So there's something you talked about that I think is really key is that, you know, people say it's like it's not hard you hit. It's hard you can get hit and still keep going. And you talked about, like, the really difficult times getting through. And I think that a lot of people are like the difficult times is when maybe you take a step back and relax and regroup. But I'm hearing from you and I feel like those are the times that count the most, but they're also the hardest. I mean, that's why leaders emerge and not leaders don't. Do you have a story about a time like that? Absolutely. I mean, I think every athlete that's at this point has a story of adversity at the highest level. I could think of one on top of my head. College career, went to University of Arizona. College career was started three years, you know, didn't get to really the big game that we wanted to, but good college career, good player. Don't get invited to the, the NFL combine. So now I can't, now me as a player trying to showcase my talents against who the experts think is the best in my position, I'm at home while they're competing and I'm sitting there basically while they're competing. I'm not part of that competition. They can't see, hey, is this guy as fast as him? Is he as strong as him? He's at, I'm at home. So what happens? Get drafted late round, sixth round. You know, it's a blessing. You still make it, get drafted perfect. But now I'm coming into a league, a business as a low drafted guy, which means basically the guys that went at the high rounds, they're kind of secured for a couple of years. They're kind of, they could be comfortable. Mm-hmm. The guys where I'm at, you got to work for everything. You know, nothing's given. You could be at home next week. So, you know, how do you get through that? You try. And um, fortunately, I made the team three years, but I didn't really get to play. So now I'm sitting here and I'm like, the game that I love, the game I grew up in, I'm facing the hardest time. I'm thinking about retirement. I'm thinking about, yo, why am I doing this? Why am I leaving my family, making these sacrifices to get better as a player, but I'm still not getting the, the proper opportunity to play? 
and every day I wake up and see my kids. And you just got to find that little desire, whatever it is, whether it's family, whether it's your teammates, whether it's your love for the game. And I think all that played a part in just that little fire that burns in you to get up every morning to keep doing this, keep working harder and harder and harder to try to prove it. And then get traded to the Patriots, and, and, and now you're on the field, and now you're playing. Now you're doing everything that you knew you could do, and now you're doing it with a team, and now you're winning games with a team, and you're being a part of helping your team win. And it's like you sit back and say, I just went through something that I didn't give up on, you know? Now you, you could claw your way out you of it. clawed your way out of it. So now that you you know that you can dig your way out of stuff, you can't, it's not, you know, and I know everyone's different. And um, sometimes a lot of players in this league will go through something and, you know, they don't make it out because it's, it's hard to get out of. It doesn't mean they're quitters or nothing. It's just hard to get out of. Um, and But when you fight and you get out of something like that, that's, you know, that's a huge step. You basically, there's no limits to what you can do. And you actually just put your mind to it. And you just keep fighting. If you make it through something like that. If you make it through something like that, yes. So it's almost like, like you don't want that to happen. I guess you don't, you're not like, oh, please, like, put me in the bottom. Of, like, you're in, but you're not. You're in, but you're not. And then you're like, you can't really go out and be like, hey, I'm in the NFL, because you're also, like, not quite there. You're not quite there. And it's like, hey, I'm in the NFL. And it's like, but... Am I really? You know, that, and that's why I said and thought, am I really? I mean, if I'm not really playing and helping my team win, I'm kind of at the bottom end of something where any day they can come and say, hey, we're going to go with this guy over you. You know, and, and every day could be like that. I'm not saying that every day is not like that, but when you're at the bottom, you know, you haven't played. And just, but my biggest thing for me was when you know that you can help your team win and now your team's not winning and you're not playing. It's just, oh, it's so, it's just stress on top of stress on top of stress. So it's like you get the opportunity to go out and you finally go out there and you like make that play or or help your team in a huge way. You make a huge play. And it's just like, just a couple months ago, I was back in the, back in wherever I was in my house in my room, like, yo, is this what I'm going to do? Like, is, am I going to still be in this league? And now I'm out here like, I belong here. It's a boost of confidence mm-hmm. as you do it. Like, I belong here. I got you out of paid it. paid your dues. I paid my dues. I got out of it, and I'm still working, but it's a boost of confidence. It's a, it takes. Yeah, I, it reminds me of something I say sometimes. Like, I've cried from business, girls, sports. Those are the things that, to me, have been, like, the most gut-wrenching, the most emotionally intense, the most difficult. I haven't experienced it at your level. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, I don't cry from girls, but, <laughs> but, I, but I definitely understand. Well, I got a couple years on you. you know, yeah, you, you got a couple years. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to cry from girls, but just because what I've been, but sports, I mean, definitely. You know, and I know everybody, the fans just see the, the games and the good times of when you or win. the bad boy or, side. Yeah, they see the all that, but the, what goes into it is intense training year-round, just just training, training. It starts months before the, the even the first game. Yeah, here's what, I want to ask you about that. You learned that you're going to be in the Super Bowl two weeks before. Okay. Up until that, you don't know. Right. And I mean, you hope. All right, that's what it's all for. That's not when you start training for the Super Bowl. I mean, that can't be. It must be. Are you training for the next year's Super Bowl right now? The Super Bowl is like a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to think about, like the Super Bowl. You got to right now, I'm training to become a better player to help my team. So I'm be training to become a better player an all-around better player, so that when I get with my teammates, I help my team. The first thing you said was team. It's like you're doing stuff for your team. And I think, I don't know, the media, it's like so much, I don't know, it's a brave heart. You know, it's like put on the blue face paint and like charge in the battle. But I haven't met a successful leader who acts that way at all. It's always putting the others first. Mm -hmm. 
Is that something you learned or is that something you came in? Is that, is that what got you into the league? I think it's something you learn. I think it's something you learn. So I could just talk. I only talk about me. I only talk about me. I don't talk about my, I only talk about me. So let's talk about me. I've been the the best player on a team, mm-hmm. and I've been the – we don't even know who this guy is on the team. Like I told you, the three years I was in Cincinnati, like I didn't play a lot, and I've been the guy on the team, the best player. Everyone counts because whether you're the top guy, the middle guy, or really what fans can say. This is about – or say you're a bottom guy, everyone counts because we need – where strong is our weakest link? And, you know, there is no weakling. That, 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 that saying basically in sports is basically saying there is no weakling. We need everybody in the room. Okay, so say you were the weak link. No, I'm sorry. There are no weak links, but you were the yeah, little guy. I was, the, say I was a little guy, yeah. Yeah. That's, I think a lot of people, everyone feels that way. And no, I swear, I think either you don't try and have no aspirations of greatness, which is fine. That's, people watch a lot of TV, they eat a lot of ice cream. But if you aspire to greatness, if you aspire to make a difference in the world, that's going to happen to you. You're going to be in that situation. How do you motivate yourself in a situation like that? How do you... You got to ignore the outside noise. And that's what I said about leaders. Leaders on your team do a great job. And what a lot of people don't understand, one of the biggest leaders is and will always be the head coach of a sports team. He's the biggest leader. Mm -hmm. He's the commander in chief. And then you got players that are great leaders. But you just got to keep fighting. You can't listen to the outside noise of, oh, you know, the media who, you know, tries to... They only want the hot guys. They only want the guys that, that score touchdowns, the Tom Brady, the Gronkowski's. And don't get me wrong, great guys. They don't act like that. It's the media that portrays them. This is all the Patriots. This is all your whole team. But it's the guys that's running down on kickoff, the guys that's blocking their butts off on kickoff return, the guys that's coming in, whether you have one play or three plays, them could be the three biggest plays in the game. Now, you're talking about games, but all the time you spend with teammates, there's a lot of, like, I don't know, lifting weights, running scrimmages, practice. There's a lot of stuff that fans don't see, even if they see every game. No, it's a lot you don't see. And that's the thing about, you know, sports, football. You see those guys a lot. Which guys? Your teammates. Uh You see them a lot. see them every day. Spend a lot of time with them. So you know personalities. You know how this person is. You know how this person is. You know what he does. You actually know them as, that's why a lot of sports teams call it a family. It's a family. You see them every day. You see them honestly just, I want to say more than your own family, but you see them just as much as your family. You see them every day. A lot of vulnerability there. You I see mean, them every day. So they know, you know, they know your personality. They know when you're down. They know when you, the great leaders know their players. Oh, something's bothering them. Oh, something's not. Like, you go through so many different things because at the end of the day, we are still human beings. We still have life outside of sports. You know, we still have deaths and families and all that that we still have to deal with and at the same time deal with sports. So... You go through a lot, but it's well worth it because, like I said, it's a process. You take it one day at a time. You do it together. And that's the biggest, honestly, that's the biggest accomplishment, making it to a game like the Super Bowl because it was a team effort to get there. So you knew everybody put in everything they had, you know, for a full season. And it's tough. You sound like someone like 40, 50 years old when talking that way. And the experience that you've been through sounds like the experience of someone a lot older than you. Or maybe you're 40, 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not 40, 50 years yeah. old. But yeah, I mean, you go through things. Everyone does. You go through you go through things, especially in, in, in the sports world, you go through things. And, and a lot of people don't understand that athletes could get depressed in the sports world. When this is something that you love, that you've been playing your whole life, if something goes wrong, whether it's 
oh, you're not playing enough or it's a or it's an injury or it's just not working out for you or something's going wrong. It can really demoralize an athlete because at the time, and a lot of people don't, and actually people can relate, whether it's work, whether it's anything, whether it's school, if you're in college, the extra studying, at the time you feel like you're just doing it to do it. You feel like, is this really going to help me? Is this really going to work for me? You know, you never really know at the time you're doing it because you think it's going to work. But when it actually works, it's just like a feeling of relief and like an accomplishment. Like I stuck with it. I did it. I stuck with it. And now together, we this is what we're doing. So, I mean, it's, it's great. The sports world is great. It's definitely great. I love it. Yeah. So people don't know this, but just before we started talking, your agent was showing clips of lots of different players that he represents. And I asked you what it's like seeing yours. And you're like, you stepped out. <laughs> Obviously, you've seen him before. Well, one of the reasons I brought it up was that I was curious. All right, there's one where you made this open field tackle. Like, no one anywhere around. And you kind of expect the guy's going to get past you. And you're like, no, you're not going to get past you. You bring him down. Looks great from, like, many different angles. I mean, do you remember that moment? I, do you know which one I'm talking about? He was talking about the Super Bowl. I think, yeah. yeah. I didn't know he had put that on there. But, yeah. Because we don't see that. And we just see, like, a guy, like, it's, do it's, something big. Right. But maybe at the time you're thinking, I don't know. I, for me, yeah. I expect to make it uh-huh. because I know I got 10 guys on the field that's counting on me to make that play. And I got a, all the coaching staff and all the guys on the sideline counting on me to make that play. Mm-hmm. So that's but what sports is about. I mean, a lot of people crumble under that pressure. It could. It could. But you can't. You got to go out there. And if you give your best, that's all they ask. That's all we ask. Sometimes it's going to happen. If I miss that tackle, sometimes it's going to happen. There might have been a, one of my teammates behind me. That's why we got each other back. Mm-hmm. You know, if I miss a tackle, he might come make it right right away. But in that situation, I put myself in a position as if everyone's counting on me. I got to make this play because I know I can make it. Okay, so know? now you make it. And now I make and it. And now you stand up afterward. In the adrenaline. And it's like, you know, like, yes, I made it. Stand up, do the little war dance. Like, I made it. But most of all, it's just encouraging when you get it from your teammates. Like, good job. Because that means good job. Like, you did that. Let's go on now. Let's move on to the next play and try to make the same thing. Make another stop. So it's uh, all the time when you make a play. It's, it's about, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is my goal is to stop him. His goal is to get past me. Mm-hmm. So every play, a goal is not going to be met by either the offense or by the defense, by the one player, or by another player. So it's like you try to win every down. You're not going to win every down, but if you think let's win every down, then, you know, you will win more than you lose. Yeah. <laughs> Do you realize how much what you're saying is valuable to everything in life? Yeah. Do you realize that when you're saying it? <laughs> yeah. Or is it just like, uh, oh, that's interesting? No, nah, I definitely realize that because um, – that's like I said, the sports world brings that stuff. I mean, I played sports since I was eight years old. It's taught me a great deal. And it's the same, like you said, with life. And people are going through different battles. And they're trying to win every day. They're trying to win every day. And, um, you know, so I definitely understand it. Feeling inspired? Do you like hearing others acting that you're not alone? Go to joshuaspodek.com slash podcast to hear other interviews. But even more valuable, join the growing community of people who care enough to act not just talk. Read the list of people who have taken on personal challenges and then commit to one yourself. Don't be surprised if you end up loving it, changing more, and finding people following you without you even trying. That's what happens when you improve your life by living by your values. Yeah, forget if I said this on Mike now or just before we started talking, but one of the things that drives me, why I like to talk to sports people, is that leadership, there's a lot of sports athletes who go into leadership roles in business and politics and so forth. I don't know many senators who then became athletes. Like, I think what sports competition, 
winning, losing, teamwork. I think what that teaches is really valuable outside. And I mean, there's, there's like a fair number of presidents who were athletes. Do you know that uh, Lincoln was in a wrestler? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a, a trash-talking wrestler. Nice. <laughs> I'll send you like some of the stuff he said. It's kind of cool. All right, I want to wrap up. I want to ask you, this might be a whole other thing, but you said how you started when you were really young. When you began, how much of what you are now, was that potential always there? Did you know it? Like when you, okay, you started at eight. Did you start in football? Did you expect the maturity, the kind of, we're talking about stuff that's not just like how fast you can run hundred meters or what you can squat. It's also this deep, meaningful stuff. Did you know that was there? Did you ask for that? Did you expect it? I did not. I did not. I was just so happy to play football. And, you know, when you started at a young age, it's like, yo, can I? it's like, mom, dad, can I play football? And they're like, yeah, that's what you want to do. And it's just one of them things like, yo, I'm in a sport. I'm trying to win a trophy. And it's more selfish as you're young because you don't realize. But then as you kind of get around the team and it's like, okay, you learn how to be a teammate. You learn how to be a respectful to your coach. Yes, sir. No, sir. You learn how to take authority, listen to authority. You learn how to compete in a respectful manner. I don't want to say you learn how to lose because there's no, I hate losing more than I like. I just hate to lose. But you learn how to deal with it. You learn that there's no excuses. You know, this they came better than you. You got to get better. Point blank period. You learn how to take that and you learn how to not give up, but come back stronger. You learn all that. And as and not right when you're young, it's over the years. Because when you're young, you don't, you're not a locker room guy. Then when you kind of get older, you get to high school, it's like, okay, now you're a locker room guy. How are you in a locker room? That's an impact. Like, do players like you? Do they not? Like, you got to be a good teammate. You got to be a good locker room guy. Guy that's not going to cause a lot of, you know, drama and all that. People got to like you. Then you just keep learning. It just teaches you things that you didn't realize that, you're, that it's teaching. You don't realize it. You don't realize that you're you're coming away with this stuff until it's like, oh, you know, what taught me that? Then you think about football or the sport or whatever, basketball. A lot of sports teach you that, but it's like, that's where I learned this from. If you had known that it was coming, would you have gotten in faster, different, the same? Same, same. Because like I said, when you're young, you're just trying to, you know, play. I put my son in soccer. He's five. Uh He doesn't know that right now it's teaching him yes, sir, no, sir. He doesn't understand it right now, but he will when he's in high school. It keeps you out of trouble. Hey, you know, kids tend to get in trouble. Well, kids in sports, well, at least I didn't, you know, because when it's do something, well, I don't know because I got a game this Saturday that I really want to play in. It kind of makes you, when you love doing something, it makes you be like, I don't want to do nothing to mess this up, which makes you walk a straight path, whether you realize it or not. You're No, he's not getting in trouble because he wants to play. He's getting good grades because he wants to play. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it helps you in all aspects. Oh, man, I don't know if I should bring this up. One of my students started this project. He's American-born of Palestinian descent, and he started this leadership program in the West Bank. And one of the students who took his leadership program martyrdom is like really highly valued there. And there's a TED Talk. The student of mine for a project he did in my class did a TED Talk on this leadership program. And this one student, before doing the leadership program, they said, what do you want to do with your life? And he said a whole bunch of stuff, but he's like, one day, you know, I want to lead a regular life, but eventually put on a vest and blow myself up in a mall or something like that. Because that's what, they got no future. That's, they feel like there's no future there. So teaching leadership stuff, active, experiential, the kid discovered soccer and he discovered community. And three days before, I think it was a couple days before the TED Talk, he got picked to represent the national team and he was going to Manchester, England to compete international soccer. And it's like sports and leadership. It's a way out. It's a way out. I, I don't know if I got too heavy there. Sorry. No, yeah, I mean, I blow myself up in the mall. I was like, whoa. 
it's a true story. Yeah. It's tragic, except that it worked out. Yeah. So far, so good. Mm-hmm. Nah, but I mean, yeah, it's definitely a way out. There's definitely guys who will be like, you guys, any guy in the league, they'll be like, they don't know what they'll be doing right now if it wasn't for sports. Okay, so let me ask you that. A lot of people listening, they're not going to, maybe they're too old to play competitive sport. Actually, they're going to think they don't have sports. Is that right? Can they get what you're getting from football from something else? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not just from football. It's not just from sports. I mean, you could get it from a lot of things. You could get it from so many things. Whatever your dream is, I would just say, just keep pushing towards it. Don't ever give up on it because... There's guys, not only use football because this is what I play, but there's guys who dream of playing in the NFL. But in order to do that, got to go to high school, got to go to college. Now, a lot of guys go to D1 college, and everybody used to think, well, you go to D1 college, top university, then you're going to the NFL. You know, there's guys that go to JUCO. Some of the best guys in the league, Cam Newton, went to JUCO, mm-hmm. you know, junior college. And when I see guys sometimes, when I go talk to kids or talk to high school students, and there's some, some kids that's like, you know, I didn't really make it to a D1 university. You know, I made JUCO. And I tell them, like, okay, Claudia you know, that, yeah. yeah, like, there's nothing wrong with that. You go to the JUCO, you give your all, you put in the extra work, and then you actually know you're at a university, just like that. And now your your goal is still in reach. There's teams, and again, I, I use football, there's teams that start off two and five. Media, oh, they're no good. They go on a winning streak, and next thing you know, they're playing in the Super Bowl. So you never give up on just because it wasn't going the way you thought it should go. Mm. Never goes away. Honestly, nothing never goes the way you think it should go. With me, nothing never goes away. It never (laughs) goes the way I want it to go. So there's always some rerouting that's going on. I love how you're laughing about it now. And I'm sure in the moment you're like, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, nothing never goes. And I don't care. It might be something as simple as putting a baby crib together. Oh, you know, this should be easy, you know. Put it up in 30 minutes. It takes me about three hours. <laughs> nothing never goes right. The screw won't screw in all the way. Like, something's always wrong with something, but there's always, you just keep fighting through it. All right, then I have to ask you, this, this phrase I think is the phrase of our time, sadly, is working environment area. Is people say, you know, I want to do something, but if I do and everyone else doesn't, what I do won't really make a difference. So I'll just keep doing what I used to do. How does that sound to you? It's an excuse. <laughs> Sounds like a long, sad story. You can change the world by what you do. You know, you can help change the world by what you do. If you don't do it because you think no one else will do it, that's not changing the world. You're doing the same thing. That's being a follower. You got to be a leader. You got to be able to make that change. doesn't matter what they're doing. I mean, that's the, the best advice I could give on it. Don't ever think just because this person's, you don't think this person can do it, you shouldn't do it either. No. If you believe in something, do that. And if that person doesn't believe in it, when everybody else starts doing it, if they believe in you, he'll come along or she'll come along or whatever. So that's just how I feel about that. Marquis, I want to thank you for being open, for being vulnerable, for sharing all these things. If you have a last word, let me know. Otherwise, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. I walked away from this conversation realizing what a humble, driven but accomplished guy Marquise is for the challenges that he's overcome. The training that athletes get, winning, losing, having to get back into things, depending on your teammates, having your teammates depend on you, these lessons are so much more valuable than the academic compliance-based training that most leadership programs give. We were at a party. We didn't get to talk about taking on a personal challenge, but I learned a lot from Marquise. From making it through these difficult periods and growing as a result to being a great teammate in the height of competition in the United States, I hope you got the lessons that I did from Marquise. Did you feel inspired too? 
then act. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and click to commit to your personal challenge so you can inspire others. Value means better and worse, and living by your values means living better by your values. You may struggle at first, but it's the hero's journey from living by others' values to living by yours. People say that little things add up. I won't argue against it, but what I find counts is acting. Doing something, anything, starts that mindset shift from the debilitating others should act first or making excuses to the empowering I can make a difference and living by my values improves my life. I don't have to wait for others to act first. I'm looking for leaders, people who will bring what works here in this podcast to communities I haven't reached. Billions of people want to change their behavior. There's room for leadership from personal leadership of just yourself to whatever scale you want. Start by acting and changing yourself. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and commit to your personal challenge.